The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase item of the week. Head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their I Love You Guys powder for your <clears throat> nards. It's a zingy cooling talc powder with tea tree oil and Japanese peppermint oil, which is a little more mentholated feeling than regular peppermint, and also a dash of zinc oxide for extra absorbency. Guys everywhere seem to love it. Only $10 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world. This is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Sorry, folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. Yes, uh, we're here to see Mr. Roy Wally. What is your name, sir? Clark W. Griswold. What's this regarding, Mr. Grizzle? Ah, uh, we're here for public amusement relations. There is a summer inspection to a personal matter. Ah, oh, inspection. Well, nobody, uh, nobody notified this office of, um, of anything. Well, uh, I'm notifying you. I'm afraid I'm going to need a little more than that, sir. Okie dokie. How's this? No! Clark, have you lost your mind? Where did you get that? Sporty goods store, honey. Now you listen to me, fat ass. You do what I say and it won't be any problem, okay? Okay. We just drove 2,460 miles just for a little Roy Wally entertainment. The moose says you're closed. I say you're open. We're not really violent people. This is our first gun. No, it isn't. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. <laughs> it is Tuesday, July 19, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob Seska, and that is Cornholio sitting right over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, Give right. me for my bunghole. Right, I've got the two TP for my bunghole. Give me for my bunghole. Give me for my bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you like to see my bunghole? <laughs> Give me for my bunghole. All right. Do not, do not make my bunghole angry. <laughs> Give me for my bunghole. All right. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez or just click the link in the podcast page. Okay. We're back from vacation. And uh, it's a shame that there's nothing to talk about. And nothing happened while we were gone. A couple of weeks it's been. Yeah, it's a two I looked at, I was going through my old uh, uh, show scripts here, and I said, oh my God, it was, last time we did a show was June 30, and it's now July 19th, and uh, God damn, lots of things have happened, lots of things have happened in the uh, in the intervening uh, weeks here, days. <laughs> Where do we begin? All right, first, we've got to talk about the RNC, obviously. Yeah, and we may as well just work backwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's so many things to talk about, and we're just through day one. We're just through day one of the Republican National Convention, and there are so many things. More things! There's lots of things! It's just a giant list of things. 
Um, we're going to get to Melania Trump here in, in just a second because that's the biggest thing from uh, the first day. Last night, I'm getting ready to uh, turn on something else. I'm ready to turn off the convention and go on to uh, less aggravating television viewing. And then suddenly they broke in with breaking news. Like watching the torture channel. (laughs) Yeah. That uh, Melania Trump, uh, Melania Trump's speech last night was parts of big chunks of it were plagiarized from Michelle Obama's 2008 convention speech. Yeah. It was un-effing believable. We're going to have those clips and coming what I think up is, What I think is awesome about it is that as of, I, I can't even remember what the hell. I mean, I'm, we're on the West Coast. Yeah. I can't remember what time it was. But uh, but CNN had already, they already had a headline up mm-hmm. that said, you know, that the speech was plagiarized. Right. Like, they didn't even hedge. They didn't even hedge. Yes. Because it was so obvious. It was so, uh, it's exactly the same. There are sections of it that are exactly the same. In yeah. fact, you know, the whole thing yesterday was such a disaster from top to bottom that normally, you know, I would play this, our clown car music here, this thing, you know, and this would be the uh, sort of the theme music for talking about the RNC. But I've made a different one just for <laughs> the sake of RNC day one, and it is this. The clown car just it, crashing into a wall. It should have. It should have stopped, and then Carmina Burana, you know, or O Fortuna should have started playing. <laughs> because, because honestly, sitting through that yesterday, it was like the apocalypse was happening. Yeah, it really, really was. It was fire and brimstone. Yeah, and and, and only white people can save us. I know it's so white, so goddamn white. I mean, the whole thing from literally from beginning to end was just a mess. I, I, I think I've got, I do have this music. There you go. <laughs> it was uh, quite a, an apocalypse for the is, Re- Republican this Party. This is great. Somebody put this up on, uh, on Facebook, and I'll just, just to give you the bullet points, I'll just skim through this. It says, day one at the RNC. Yeah. A candidate's wife was accused of plagiarism. The congressman said on TV that, he, that whites have done more for civilization than non-whites. A former child star defended a meme calling Hillary Clinton a f***. A soap opera actor called the president a Muslim. A Duck Dynasty star accused some Americans of just wanting free stuff. A sheriff celebrated the acquittals of officers charged in Freddie Gray's death and called Black Lives Matter anarchy. A mother of a Benghazi victim said Hillary for prison. The candidate phoned into Fox News during the mother's speech. The second to last speaker, a lieutenant general, led a chant of lock her up. Two speakers railed against illegals. The opening prayer referred to Clinton and the Democrats as the enemy. The prayer. The prayer. And, that, and all of that leaves out Joni Ernst and her pig caster. No. Oh my God. I mean, the, the day started with like the Iowa and Colorado delegations just walking out. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and I then, didn't even mention that. <laughs> oh yeah, that wasn't even on your list. Oh God. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought up that music. With Trump, the news cycle is like 30 seconds before yeah. something else horrific happens. <laughs> That's right. Now superimpose all of this into a Trump presidency. Oh. Jesus, one disaster after and th- and another. that's the thing, you know, for everybody who has the the colossal f- 
fucking balls <laughs> to say that a Hillary Clinton presidency would be a scandal. And a, yeah. Jesus, the daily, the daily catastrophes <laughs> of a Trump presidency right. are just – it's, it's almost impossible to fathom it. I was watching it yesterday and I, I've come to hate the phrase dumpster fire because it's, you know, it's mm. become – it's such a hip, it's such hipster shorthand yes, at this course, point. Yeah. But this thing was like it, – it's, it's a farce. Performed inside a dumpster fire that's being carried by a train that's in the process of wrecking in slow motion. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it all started, I mean, it all started when he announced Mike Pence last week. And Mm -hmm. it was just, I mean, you start with Mike Pence, and there are lots of things with Mike Pence. I mean, we may not even get to the fact that Mike Pence is the vice presidential running mate for Donald Trump right now. But then they rolled out that logo, and it was just like, here, Big gift, Merry Christmas in July to the entire left wing. Yeah, to, to all you you snarky Twitter wise asses. <laughs> yes, it was literally the TP, which is the the Trump the T from the T was fucking the P is what it was what, what it was, and then there were the animated gifts going around of the T literally fucking the P, and I, I think it was Samantha B who started. I'm not sure, but I think it was Samantha B who did the first animation of the T. The P. No, somebody else did it before, but she did it best. Oh, okay. You got it. and then um and then my favorite one, which was of course the TP for my bunghole. TP they did TP. TP for my bunghole. I mean, how much more appropriate could you possibly get than the TP for my bunghole? Yeah, I mean this is TP for his bunghole. And I think the important thing to keep in mind is that is that that logo's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's I think that's it sounds crazy, but that's really important. Yeah. It's like Trump did something realized what a disaster it was and had to withdraw it. And again, right. that that is so indicative of the way he is and what his thought process would be. And I want to I want to focus for just 2 seconds on the Mike Pence announcement <laughs> yeah, okay. because I was, you know, I was going into like workout last Saturday and uh-huh. I'm reading about it and I and I said and I like stopped and watched it. And I'm like it was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And the fascinating thing about it is it was such proof that Trump can't talk about anything other than himself he is he is <laughs> incapable of speaking about anything other than him the that's number right. of times he said oh but you know what? let's get back to mike pence and he didn't get back to mike pence <laughs> and then when he finally did introduce mike pence somebody said it was like he was it was like he was reading off his wikipedia page just completely yep. disinterested because it didn't involve him and when he announces him he walks off and leaves pence at the podium by himself yes just uh, you know with this guy uh, you know what? i'll be over here being amazing I know. I know. There were so many things about that. I mean, uh, the first thing I thought was, oh, there's Donald Trump and his plucky little robot sidekick. And it's just, the guy is uh, the guy is Mr. Politic. He's like an animatronic politician in like the Hall of Presidents at Disneyland or something. That's Mike Pence. And and Donald Trump. Then there was the 60 Minutes interview. I mean, and then. You know the, the funniest thing about TP for my bunghole? Let's get back to because I'm childish. We got to get back to TP for my bunghole. Was the fact that the the convention stage itself looks like a gigantic toilet that you would find in Trump Tower? <laughs> take take another look at like uh, like an isometric view. Yeah, there's lots of uh, photos and video online right now. The entire RNC stage looks like a fanciful like. It looks like a toilet bowl. This is so appropriate. Is for my bunghole? Right. 
Oh, God. And then they had, um, you know, your recap was basically like the entire uh, trajectory of today's show. Because then you had the Duck Dynasty guy, Scott Baio, tweeting out a picture of Hillary Clinton where her head is in front of the O. It's it's an old meme, but her head is in front of the O in the word count, which is on the backdrop behind her. And so it looks like it's, you know, it's Hillary with the word count. Right behind Scott her. Bayo and Antonio Sabato Jr. bringing real star power. I know. Real, uh, real uh, VH1 celebrity rehab star power. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, what is the Democratic equivalent of the Republicans stocking their first, their first day with the Duck Dynasty guy, Scott Bayo, Antonio Sabato Jr.? And I thought the only thing I think of was like, if the, if the Democrats got Roseanne and I don't know Kathy Griffin. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, what would be? I don't think there is. I don't think they would dare to do that. No, because yeah, I mean, they they the thing. I mean, I I don't think that this matters that much in politics. But the thing about the Democrats is that they can draw from a a wide variety of a listers of current a listers. Yeah, I mean, what happens? To the idea that the Republicans were the uh, were the organization that got the trains to run on time. The Democrats were the disorganized ones. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday was just such. such oh, and by a the mess. way, I, I'm, I'm after uh, when I finally get done with my like 16 hour day. Yeah. I'm buying myself a beer because uh, <laughs> Trump has appointed Omarosa as his director of African American outreach. Wait, are you serious? Is that I an am act- not lying? I no. thought I thought that was an Onion article. Nope. I, I- he has appointed a reality <laughs> show villain. To be his director, somebody, somebody who is who whose entire raison d'etre was to be unlikable. That's right, and his I think his West Wing staff is going to be filled out by the kids from Vanderpump Rules. I mean, it's going to be just a. I can't even imagine. I just was looking at the convention yesterday and going. Look at all of these white people who think Trump would be a great president. How crazy do you have to be to go into a public situation where there are, like, every video camera in the world is there filming you shouting positive things for candidate Donald Trump for president? Yeah. And <laughs> he's, you know, and he's doubling, and, and so many people have made mention of this, yeah. the fact that if you ever thought that he was going to, to pivot to a sort of general election stance, far from it. He has doubled, tripled, quadrupled down yeah. on, on this, you know, make, make white America furious because their country mm-hmm. has vanished and, you know, the barbarians are at the gate and it's all over unless we elect Donald Trump. And, yeah. and I mean, that yeah. was what you heard all night. I mean, Rudy Giuliani. Oh God, Rudy Giuliani was terrifying. Yeah, you mean, I mean uh, he was he was again he was apocalyptic. He was the Dracul. I mean, the guy is just descending into, I don't know. He's some sort of uh, well, he's crazy. I mean, bottom yeah. line is 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 the Rudy Giuliani of pre nine eleven is gone, absolutely gone. He's exercised the last remaining vestiges of that from his personality and now he's just the you're all doomed i mean he actually he literally said rudy giuliani literally said this is the last election there are no more elections after this one if you do not vote for donald trump there will be no more presidential elections He's he's the guy, he's the old guy in every, uh, like, teen slasher movie that warns the kids. (laughs) That's right. He's like the old guy at the gas station in Friday the 13th. Yeah. Don't go up there. 
You never come back. You're doomed. You're all doomed. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and 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 that's it. Exactly. And the, what's what again? What's really interesting, like just from an anthropological perspective, mm. it, it you know, uh, it's it's tough to, to sort of maintain a kind of like you know hands off. Like let's just look at this from try somewhat objectively, but Trump really has dragged this party to Alex Jones. He oh, has yeah, he yeah. has Alex Jones didn't need to come to the party. No. He has he has dragged the party to Alex Jones. That's right. Everything is crazy conspiracies and white people are are so supreme and you know what and this is the death of white America and black lives matters coming for you. But mm-hmm. I will say this. I, I will say this, and I think it's hugely important. Do while we're laughing at this, do not get complacent. That's right. Because that message does resonate with a bunch of white America. Because even I, over the past couple of weeks, with everything that's gone on, have written two pieces that are basically like America, like the world has gone insane. Yeah. And and yeah. America, uh, you know, America has descended into violent madness because there's so much violence. There's so much going on out there. I mean, and when I say violence. Actually, crime statistics are down, but that's not perception. Perception is reality. Yes. And if they, if people believe that the again the barbarians are at the gate, they will vote for the person who will keep them quote unquote safe. That's right. And and that's and they will turn to this moron. And that is why don't get complacent, don't get happy, because this mm-hmm. guy he can still win. It is possible. He has alienated everybody, admittedly. And I think Clinton's going to stomp his. In the dirt, yeah. but never ever just say, "Oh, it's it's a guarantee." Oh yeah, that's I mean that's a recipe for doom. I mean the fact of the matter is now more than ever we need a candidate who is an establishment candidate who is a predictable candidate. I mean, it was president, not candidate. But I mean, we need a president who's establishment and predictable and is going to recenter the trajectory of the country, not yeah, someone I, who's going to drive it completely. further off the ledge. I mean, this is not just, I mean, this is not just a sounder for the, the convention. This is a sounder for the country in a way. It's just, I mean, this is it, right? I mean, if you want to get an idea of what the Trump presidency is going to look like, just take a look at day one of the guy's own convention yeah. in which, you know, he hired someone to his sta- to his speech writing staff who sabotaged his own wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Donald Trump. I mean, we're going to get to that whole story in just a second. If there's no better argument for Hillary Clinton, it's got to be that uh that everything is crashing and burning and if there's one person that we need in order to pull things back into some sense of normalcy, it's it's Hillary Clinton. It's a fam- yeah. I mean a familiar I face stable. for God's want- sake. I don't want a fringe. I don't That's want a right. fringe. Mm-hmm. I want somebody stable. That's yep. all there is to it. Yep. Because I think that I think that that uh, the the ideologues in this country who've had so much sway or so much uh, media attention over the past year. They they genuinely don't get it. They don't get right. how important it is that the country remains stable. Yep. Absolutely. And centered. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, during our break, I talked to. Many people, some of whom worked in the government, some of whom were in the military, and they all said, you know, it's all about stability at this point. It's all about a known commodity. We need a known commodity in office in order to normalize everything that's going 
crazy right now in the country. And that's right. not to say that Barack Obama is is part of that or or prompted that. I, I mean, that's a whole other discussion to have, which uh, is is deeply concerning that people are going to start to couple um, some of the chaos happening around us with the, the Obama presidency, which is completely undeserved. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that in addition to Obama, we need someone else who is familiar and who is pragmatic and who is going to make normal decisions that we know that 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 are in the recognizable sphere of what happens in presidential politics yeah, not within some normal crazy, parameters yeah not some clown haired sideshow geek who is going to be completely unpredictable who will absolutely ignore the rule of law and turn the whole place into well i mean it's the, it's the obvious touchstone that we've been talking about for the last year or so idiocracy is what is what is coming down the pike if a donald trump becomes president all right we're going to talk about Donald Trump's wife, because the, the whole Melania Trump thing after the break here uh, is is just another uh, phenomenal example of why Donald Trump should not be anywhere close to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Short break, back with more show right after this. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance The Bob and Chez Show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's 12 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez. And sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month or $15 a month or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. The Bob and Chez Show presented by bubblegenius.com. Welcome back today. Thank you for joining us during the RNC. Here's an actual quote from Melania Trump's speech last night. I'm not making this up. Quote, he will never give you up. No, no, wait, wait, no, no. He will never give up, and most importantly, he will never let you down. That's an actual line from Melania Trump's speech last night. He got his, seriously, the speechwriter screwed him. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he inserted the Rickroll. Whoever wrote that speech last, he or she, a I don't genius. know who it was. A genius. A genius. I mean, he included the Rickroll in the speech. He the, the speech goes, he will never give up, and most importantly, he will never let you down. That is, that is, that is pure genius. <laughs> someone, I swear to effing God, someone, and, and I'm not the first to come up with this. I mean, it was live coverage last night, Steve Schmidt and uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, um, and Rachel Maddow, for that for that matter, all were hypothesizing that this was sabotage. This was someone in the Trump campaign, somewhere in the writers' room. The everyone who was assigned to write the Melania Trump speech decided, you know what, we're going to totally screw this campaign. This was a disgruntled Trump staffer, or several Trump staffers. 
and some of them are actually some of the the Trump people are actually laying the blame on Melania, saying that she wrote the speech. Which case, I don't know which is more damning. So, in case you're just joining, in case you're just uh, tuning into the show today and, and you haven't read the news, there were entire sections of Melania Trump's speech that were lifted word for word from, of all people, Michelle Obama's 2008 uh, DNC speech. I mean, of all things to lift, they lifted one of the most recognizable and historical uh, first lady candidate speeches. In the history of American politics, Michelle Obama, the first African-American first lady, <laughs> delivered a great speech in 2008, and they horked giant sections of it. And now they're denying. I mean, this is the worst part. I mean, of course, predictably enough, they're, de- they're denying the whole thing. But before we get into that, we've got the clips here. Now, this is uh, there are two separate clips. We're going to play first the Michelle Obama speech from 2008 and then right after that will be the section from melania trump's speech uh last night at the republican national convention and barack and i were raised with so many of the same values like you work hard for what you want in life that your word is your bond that you do what you say you're gonna do that you treat people with dignity and respect from a young age My parents impressed on me the values that you work hard for what you want in life. (laughs) That your word is your bond and you do what you say and keep your promise. That you treat people with respect. (laughs) That's the first part and that was... I mean, that's bad enough right there. I mean, it's and it's obvious. I mean, anyone who knows anything knows it's obvious, even though all the usual suspects are hitting cable news this morning saying, well, they just were there's similar words. No, somebody, somebody purposely screwed him. Yeah, absolutely. And again, again, that is what a Trump presidency will be like. That's it right. It will be one carnivalesque disaster after another. He can't even get a speech for his wife right. Exactly. You know, the main thing that I keep thinking of is, uh, well, one of many things that I keep thinking about here is this. I mean, when you talk about guys like George W. Bush or you talk about guys like Donald Trump, you say, well, okay, they're showmen or Ronald Reagan, for that matter. They're kind of showmen. They're not they've only got one foot in politics, one foot in entertainment. They're kind of folksy. But you know what? They'll hire the serious wonks, the serious people to do all of this decision making behind the scenes. They'll hire those people. Donald Trump has hired writers who sabotaged his own wife. Yeah. yeah. Who, who put a Rickroll, who put an internet meme unknowingly into her speech. And I mean, then. Unless the only other, if you want to become more conspiratorial and we really want to go deep Alex Jones here, because yeah. this is something that people have suggested before, mm-hmm. that Trump is somehow behind all of this. Yeah. That he so, he so has the desire not to actually be president that he's screwing his own campaign at every turn. Because honestly, if he isn't, if he's not doing that, then this is, it's just unprecedented yeah. in terms of the level of. F- that has gone into his campaign. Well, that's what we thought last night. I mean, watching this thing, we're going, good Lord. I mean, if anyone's making that case for Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump's conspiring to make sure that Hillary Clinton becomes the next president, they're doing a great job. I mean, they're hitting all the touchstones. They're hitting all the gaffes. They're doing it. 
I mean, a guy, a guy who said this. I know words. I have the best words. Hired someone who to, to give his wife a speech, read off a teleprompter, by the way, uh, in which she plagiarizes. Not some obscure convocation speech, not some backbench, you know, kind of low-level, state-level political speech. Michelle Obama's speech. I mean, something that was so obvious, as if they're clearly going to notice this. Someone online is going, someone on Twitter is going to recognize my word is my, our word is our bond, or some some little spark that is, is memorized back from 2008, and they're going to look it up, and they're going to find that it was plagiarized, and then the will hit the fan. I mean, and, and the first clip there wasn't even the worst one. Here's, here's the most obvious one from last night. Because we want our children and all children in this nation to know that the only limit to the height of your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard for them. Because That was the Michelle Obama part. Here's right. Melania doing the exact same paragraph. We want our children in this nation to know that the only limit <laughs> to your achievements is the strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. I mean, it is amazing. It's it, word for word. It's word for word. It's the, the, only, only the only difference is the Zsa Zsa Gabor accent. <laughs> I know. And, and, and wondering where, what exactly country, what exact country she's talking about when she says this country. <laughs> this country. And this country, I think that was the only part that wasn't lifted. I think that was inserted in there. But it doesn't matter because the entire rest of the paragraph is just flagrantly stolen. I mean, it is stolen. I mean, the the candidate, the nominee's wife was sabotaged by the nominee's campaign. Yep. That's what happened. This is a, this was last night, I mean, not to put too strong terms to it, but last night was kind of a soft coup d'etat. That was the guy's people rising up against the guy. Yeah, I mean, they, they did actually overthrow him, and it's very likely that this will not. I mean, that's a whole other separate uh, topic of conversation. Which well, no, we're but that's the thing. Second, when but, you, we've, we've spoken about that so many times before. When you yeah. are above shame or embarrassment, nothing can stop you. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing with Trump. Yeah. He is, he is pro- if there's anything he's proven over the past year, it's that he cannot be shamed. Yep. He is incapable of embarrassment. Mm. All right. We're going to take one break, and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that aspect of the whole thing right after this. Hello, Bob here to talk about Tweaked Audio. Listener Karen R. wrote to us this week about Tweaked Audio's earbuds, and here's what she had to say. Thanks for the Tweaked Audio link. Had trouble finding decent but not too expensive pods for chores and biking, so tried these. Happy! Exclamation mark. Go now to our website and click the banner for Tweaked Audio for the best in earbuds and earphones. They come with a lifetime warranty and free shipping to anywhere in the world. And Tweaked Audio's earbuds and earphones will work with all of your devices. Available in mic'd or unmiked versions, they're designed to reduce outside noise and they're perfect for both music and talk. Hear us and everything better with Tweaked Audio earbuds. And if you use the promo code B and C, that's B A N D C at checkout, you'll save 30% off the listed price. Nearly one third off on comfortable quality earbuds, warranted for life with free shipping anywhere. Again, use the code B A N D C to save big on quality earbuds. Just click the banner for tweaked audio at bobseska.com. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. All right, the second half of today's show is brought to you by the bobseska.com Amazon link. 
we're lagging a little behind people. If you've got a business, here's here's what you do. This, this is what I really like to see. If you got a business and you need and you usually source all of your materials from Amazon uh, com, use us, use our link to get all your crap for your business. Go just go through the bobseska.com Amazon link, big capital letters just below the logo at bobseska.com, and we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing and it helps support the show. And uh, please make sure to bookmark that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, here's the thing uh, this is not going to hurt the Trump campaign. This is not the Melania Trump thing, the no, plagiarism no, thing. Because you've got you've got talking monkey Brian Kilmeade already excusing it this morning on Fox News. Oh yeah. Uh, did you see Chris Christie's excuse? Chris Christie's excuse is what is, on, is Chris Christie still carrying water or picking up dry cleaning, as it were, for the Trump campaign after what was done to him after getting bent over and screwed on fucking national television? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Wait do you hear this. Okay, Matt Lauer, co host of NBC's Today, asked Christie if he could Make a case for plagiarism. All right, if, that, if, if Matt Lauer could. Uh, and then Chris Christie responded by saying, no, not when 93% of the speech is completely different than Michelle Obama's speech. <laughs> not, he said, just because... Because, because... Because because that's what you have to do when you're trying to quietly subvert somebody. You can't make the whole speech... That's right. So she stole 7% of it, or the writers stole 7% of it. I'm going to try. You know what? Ask, honestly, ask Jason Blair if that excuse holds up, or Stephen Glass. That's right. And, you know, the two words that we're going to be hearing most often all day today on Fox News Channel AM Talk Radio, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Get ready for that. It's going to be all Joe Biden all the time because the what, something he did in 1983, <laughs> plagiarized someone in 1983. Guy's not even running for president at this point. Sure, but and they're going to make a big yeah, deal about Joe Biden. But they'll use that for the moral equivalency. Oh, exactly, absolutely. Even though you know this, and what makes this especially incompetent? I mean, it, well, let's let's take let's take the conspiracy out and of it a, entirely. And that's a good word. That's yeah. such an important word. Incompetent, yeah. inept. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, and that goes back to my thesis, which is that we're expecting Donald Trump, who is a known television circus clown, to hire competent people to make decisions about things like i don't know our nuclear triad and he's hiring people who sabotaged his wife or who at the very least were so incompetent as to believe that they could steal michelle obama's 2008 convention speech of all things and no one would notice that's the to me the real crime i mean again conspiracies aside the real crime in all of this is they thought no one would notice or at the very least that no one would care they thought no one with uh, no one of their people and again let's make sure to have that distinction clear that no one inside the bubble was going to care that she stole Michelle Obama's speech now if this had been Michelle Obama I mean, that's the thing going around. Our friend uh, Tom, our conservative friend Tom Nichols, who we were hoping to get on the show to talk about Trump, uh, either we're trying to get him for Thursday. But Tom Nichols tweeted, was maybe the first to tweet last night, from a conservative perspective, mind you, that if this had been Michelle Obama, she would have been effing crucified. Absolutely. Absolutely. If if Michelle Obama had stolen two paragraphs, just just imagine the slew of tweets about how a black woman stole something. Yep. Yep. There it is. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And today they're running triage for Melania Trump by saying (laughs) that 93% of the speech was entirely hers. 
Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. It's only seven. Per- I mean, seven. What's seven percent stolen? What's and, mo- and most of the Fox people weren't paying attention anyway, since they were just they had the sound down and were jerking off. <laughs> That's right. I mean, if you walked into a bank, if Melania Trump uh, walked into a bank and provided her little spindly ankles didn't break while walking across the floor, um, and and then only stole seven percent of the bank's money, would she mm-hmm. then therefore just be innocent of the crime? No, of course not. It was well, she stole seven percent of the bank's money. In this case, she stole seven percent of Michelle Obama's speech stupidly, mm-hmm. thinking no one would notice, and even included the Rick Roll. I mean, if, if you're unfamiliar with the Rick that Roll, to I mean, me, that is, to me just says that it was that the whole thing was was a setup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was half expecting today to wake up and see the headlines that Trump would say, "Oh, you know what? We did that deliberately." You know, the thing is, I've got all the best. I've got words. I got the best words. I know words. I have the best words. And uh, we did this deliberately just to uh, tease the liberal media. We knew they By would the jump way, all over this. You know what's funny? Um, I On my my excruciating drive into work every morning out in Santa Monica, <laughs> yeah. which I, I didn't used to have to do, right. um, I listened to uh, Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. And Ralph Garman, who you probably, you know, you've seen, he's good friends with uh, Seth MacFarlane. So oh, he yeah. appears in his movies. He's on The Simpsons, and or not Simpsons. He's on uh, um, Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has picked up on the best words thing. And he says yeah. that all the time. He's oh, yeah. constantly saying, well, you know, Donald Trump has the best words. He's got the best words. Yeah. Ralph Garman is also great on uh, one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. Yeah, always. Oh, yeah, he does Hollywood Babylon. He's amazing. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, yeah, I've, I've been to see that live. It's incredible. I mean, the only thing I can I, that I keep going back to is I know words. I have the best words. He has. He has. The, he knows words. He has the best words. Hillary Trump. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Trump. Oh God, help us. Hillary Clinton uh, recited a speech off of a teleprompter, and Donald Trump literally said that Hillary Clinton doesn't have her own words. So Don, here comes Donald Trump through the smoke and the haze, looking like that spindly space alien from the end of Close Encounters, and then walks up to a a, a, a podium where two teleprompters rise up from under the stage to greet him in order for him to just say repeatedly, we're going to win big, we're going to win big. Yeah, and that's what he yeah, said. Exactly. He read that off of a teleprompter. And then his wife he brings out his wife. His wife reads someone else's speech, at least 7% of it, someone else's speech off of a teleprompter. I mean, do, do they, I don't, you know, I'm looking at the people in the, in the convention hall. I'm going, do they not see that? Do they not understand that they spent the last eight years practically impeaching Barack Obama for using a teleprompter like every president and every politician uses and and the, and here it is tell a couple of big teleprompters mechanically rising up in front of Donald Trump yeah. and then yeah. M- Melania comes out and says the exact two of the exact same things and one of the most memorable chunks I mean who can forget my word is my bond that part of it I mean that's such that's such a uniquely Michelle Obama thing to say, and Melania Trump. It it is, and also you want to know something else? It's a very um, it's it's like you know it, it goes back further than that, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's a very hip hop thing to say. Word is bond. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> which I think which I think is also in some ways just a nice little f- you to Trump. <laughs> it really is. And there's I mean there's Melania Trump, who's just the probably the least hip hop person in the entire planet repeating that phrase and that was to me that was the canary in the coal mine that was the ringer if there was anything that i think anyone had heard in that speech that tipped them off that it might have been stolen from michelle obama it was that specific line and that and that might be it i mean that might be the little thing that if somebody did sabotage that's the thing that they put in to go 
all right, you know what? This is your cue. Take a closer look. That's right. I mean, (laughs) he's actually said he will never give up. And most importantly, he will never let you down. I mean, Jesus, God. And it's it's so perfect because that just that line is so beautifully designed. Mm. It really is. I mean, and again, I'm I'm being a conspiracy theorist here, and I I feel bad about that. But it's so (laughs) like if you said he's never going to give you up, that would be the immediate giveaway. But he's never going to give up. And then if you said he's never going to give up, he's never going to let you down, that would be the giveaway. So they they put just a little something in between. It's kind of it's so glorious. I know. I have to believe this thing was engineered. Oh, God, it had to have been. I mean, here's uh, here's Paul Manafort, who might have been behind all of it. I mean, if there's someone who I first thought of as a suspect in all of this, it was Paul Manafort. But he said today on CNN, he said, there's no cribbing of Michelle Obama's speech. These were common words and values. And she cares about her family, things like that. I mean, she was speaking in front of 35 million people last night. She knew that. To think that she would be cribbing Michelle Obama's words is crazy. And once again, I mean, this bears repeating. No, she didn't know. Yeah. She didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't know. She was handed this speech. She probably rehearsed it. She probably added a couple of words of her own. But for the most part, this was something that she was handed in order to do. You think someone's going I'll, to go up I'll, I'll be a d*** here. She's about a week out of an ESL class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there is. I mean, if she did write it, it, it was part of me who said, I, yeah, I can totally see her Googling former, you know, first lady candidate speeches from you know other conventions it was written by someone else there's no way in hell she wrote it yeah and she accepted it as is because that's what you that's what you would do when your speechwriter hands you something you go okay and you know you look you look certainly look it over but if you're not somebody who's well versed in politics you probably Mm -hmm. just go with a lot of it you certainly don't assume that somebody is out to screw you i mean again this is this is damning. There is no two ways around this. This is the, here's the two clips again. Because we want our children and all children in this nation to know that the only limit to the height of your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard for them. Because we want our children in this nation to know that the only yes, limit so. to your achievements is the strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. I know words. I have the best words. By the way, by the way, Tom Digby, just when Slovenia sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending plagiarists, and some, I assume, are good people on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, God. That is is the winner right there. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is just, it's all Melania all the time right now. And and last night. Well, that's how I learned about it, because I was was getting ready to go to sleep. I got to get up early, and I'm working all day today. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to pass out. And then I start, I'm sitting in bed with my phone, and I'm I'm like, what the hell is Melania gate? And and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me <laughs> but i mean and you know and you know what the sad thing about it is there's there's a sort of you know there's a sort of a, a gentleman's and gentle ladies agreement in politics that you don't pick on uh and in the discourse that you don't pick on the first lady you yeah. know it's not their fault they're you know they got dragged into this right uh, or the first lady the potential first lady or anybody any member of the family but the thing about trump is that number one he has uh, you know, like you see on Law and Order, when yep. the uh, when the attorney, um, uh, you know, accidentally sort of brings some brings something into the trial, and it's like, up, oh, he brought it up, I get to use it now, <laughs> and that's what it is with with this, mm-hmm. with this massive screw up, and really with the rest the rest of Trump's family, because Trump's family are throughout throughout this convention, yes. they are 
giant puppets up there talking to this crowd into the United States because yeah. he couldn't find anybody else to do it. That's I mean, right. not that he wouldn't have put them up there anyway, mm. but come on. Yeah. And because Bill, everybody backed out. Bill Maher said it uh, just, just precisely right over the weekend, comparing the Trump family to a third world dictator where, Absolutely. you know, like Saddam Hussein, who had, what is it, Uze and Kuse, who was his kids? He had, where yeah. he had his kids like as part of the throne. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like a, a this is it's the Lannisters. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, yes. Yeah, and, and we, and we saw Cersei Lannister last night. Only nowhere near as politically competent. All right, we're gonna I mean, Jesus. At least Cersei killed off all her enemies. I know. All right, one last break, and uh, we'll come back with more show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza presented by BubbleGenius.com The irony here is that it was Michelle Obama's speech and they've, you know, they've they've made a big deal over the last eight years about how terrible Michelle Obama is I mean, even now, if you look at the uh, Melania speeches hashtag I just, I was scrolling through it and there was already like you know, a comparison to uh, what's her name? The, the female character in the Planet of the Apes movie, the uh, Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie, Helena Bottom Carter's character in Planet of the Apes. And so, they're, I mean, they're actually they're comparing now, even in the wake of this very obvious uh, plagiarism scandal, they're yeah. even now comparing Michelle Obama to a monkey. Yeah, of course, of course, right? Because and, that's all they. Because the Republican Party is the party of racists. Yes, and that is not to say that every Republican is a racist. That's to say that if you're a racist, you are probably there. There's a ninety nine point nine percent chance you're a Republican. And and what does it say? And this is and this is your moment in the sun. Yeah, Donald Trump. I mean, they've all they've talked about is how terrible a first lady Michelle Obama is for the last eight years, and and Melania Trump. And, well, and the Trump speechwriters give her a speech that's stolen from Michelle Obama. I mean, there is so much. I mean, there's almost poetry to this, and it's it's borne out in how the uh, the Pence rollout worked and all of the conflicts between what Mike Pence's positions are and Donald Trump's positions. There's it's just mayhem. I'm you know I'm so glad that you brought up this you know this music because. This is like to me. This is the this is the real theme song of the Republican National Convention. I can only imagine 
what's going to happen today. I mean, I would not be surprised if Donald Trump got up and, and delivered his uh, his acceptance speech and actually did an entire defense of his wife and denied the fact that the speech was plagiarized and all of that. I mean, it's completely within his capability. Remember when Rand Paul um, plagiarized part of something he said, and I wrote I wrote that piece for the Daily Banter. Yeah. It was supposedly an exclusive uh, response from the from Rand Paul, and all, all I did was the entire thing was plagiarized. It was all lines from other. <laughs> I want right. to do that with Melania Trump. Oh, I want to just yeah. you know have the the exclusive uh, response and just go through because I mean I had like movie quotes in there. I had like every single word of the, of, of the response that I wrote was plagiarized. Yep. Yep. And then that was when Bob pretend or when uh, Ben pretend fired me. <laughs> I remember that. That was fun. Those were the days, man. So, so Donald Trump nominates uh, or chooses as a designee Mike Pence, the governor of Indiana, former member of Congress, to be his vice presidential running. The Pence bot. The Pence bot. It's <laughs> Trump's plucky little robot pal. <laughs> And uh, and what's what's funny about all of that is that Mike Pence is so much smaller. He's much more diminutive than Donald Trump. So he even looks like, you know, like a like a mannequin or like a uh, ventriloquist dummy, sitting there next to Trump. And then during the sixty Minutes interview, Trump constantly breaking in to finish Mike Pence's answers for him. Because they're getting into things like, I mean, as we know, for the last eight years, the Republicans have been doing an opposite day, I know you are, but what am I approach to their politics. They don't have an agenda of their own. Their only agenda is say the opposite of what Barack Obama and the Democrats say. So that's done things like, you know, with Obamacare, Obama passes Obamacare and they try to uh, overturn it or defund it 50 some odd times, even though Obamacare is based on the health care proposal by Bob Dole and Chuck Grassley in the 1990s. Um, You know, they've been they're all about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment shall not be infringed and all that crap. But they've banned firearms from the convention hall. Well, why do they do that? Obviously, because there are safety concerns. Well, then why are they allowed in churches and shopping malls? You know, the cognitive dissonance is staggering from these people. Then they go and they nominate uh, Mike Pence for vice president. Mike Pence, who supports TPP, supports NAFTA, supported the Iraq war. And so now Donald Trump has to make a case that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are incompetent and have poor judgment because of TPP, NAFTA, the Iraq war. And no wonder all of the bubble dwellers, that that steam is just firing out of their ears at Mach 1. They can't reconcile all of this. Then they've got to go out and they've got to tell all their family and friends you know, all of these things that Donald Trump right. believes, they've got to make this pitch without seeming like nincompoops. Right. But like, you know, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it makes sense. That they don't have guns in the conventional. Well, why can't you? I mean, why are there guns in a church? Why are guns allowed in churches? Open carry guns. Well, you know, that's just that's what they're faced with doing. And then, of course, their brains begin to ooze out of their ears and run down their shirt. Because they've got to reconcile all of these conflicting views. So, I mean, basically, like, Trump is against the Iraq war. Trump said he came out against the Iraq war. And therefore, he has fantastic, he's got tremendous judgment. He's got the best, he's got so much judgment, your head will spin. Then Hillary, who voted for the AUMF to go into Iraq, has bad judgment. Mike Pence, however, who, voted, who also voted for the AUMF, totally has great judgment. 
He's got great judgment. Fantastic judgment. Tremendous judgment. On 60 minutes the other it's night. It's amazing. It is. It just, he just, he, I mean, again, I feel like as a, as a somewhat sane person and somewhat <laughs> rational person with, yeah. with a few brain cells left, mm-hmm. I feel like he, he's doing, he's doing us such a favor yeah. just over and over consistently. But again, I, I you know, you got to step outside the bubble. Right. And think that there are a lot of people out there who are not rational, well, and a lot of people out there who are not sane, and they they don't care. They just they don't, don't care. They don't care. This will not amount to a hill of beans with most of the Trump loyalists. I mean, even the the fact. I mean, the sixty minutes interview, an unmitigated disaster. Here was an exchange about the Iraq War and Hillary Clinton on sixty minutes Sunday night. I'm just going to read this. Trump, but I was against the war in Iraq from the beginning. Leslie Stahl. Yeah, but you've used that vote of Hillary's. That was the same as Governor Pence as an example of her bad judgment. Trump, many people have. And frankly, I'm one of the few that was right on Iraq. Stahl, yeah, but what about the Trump? He's entitled to make a mistake every once in a while. Stahl, but she's not? Okay, okay, come on. Trump, but she's not. Stahl, she's not? Trump, no, she's not. Stahl, got it. So Mike Pence has great judgment and... and (laughs) He's allowed to make a mistake every once in a while. I mean, that was Trump's actual word. It's amazing. He's entitled to make a mistake every once in a while. But Hillary Clinton, who made the same mistake, has terrible judgment for making that mistake. And by the way, Hillary Clinton has recanted that vote. Hillary Clinton has said that she regrets that vote for the Iraq war for a variety of reasons. Mike Pence, however, has not. Meanwhile, you know... (laughs) Mike Pence was asked if he supports Donald Trump's Muslim ban. <laughs> Mike Pence's answer, I do. I do. But if you go back when the, first, the issue first came up back in December, uh, Mike Pence called the Muslim ban, Donald Trump's Muslim ban, offensive and unconstitutional. <laughs> so let's see, what, let's see what Republicans and Trump supporters have to uh, reconcile in their heads. All right, number one. George W. Bush and the GOP launched the Iraq war with massive public support. All right. This was the main GOP thing. This was the central foreign policy decision of the last 30 years. Number two, George W. Bush signed the status of forces agreement in 2008 to end the Iraq war. That's I mean, that George W. Bush said, we're going to pull our troops out in a few years. I'm going to sign my name to this. It'll be Barack Obama's responsibility to carry it out. Okay. Number three. Obama honored Bush's status of forces agreement to withdraw all combat troops, some of which were reintroduced to fight ISIS. Number four, Hillary Clinton voted in support of Bush's authority to invade. Number five, so did Mike Pence. Number six, Trump is opposed to the Iraq war, allegedly, but blames Hillary's bad judgment for the war, even though it was almost exclusively a GOP policy choice. Which, by the way, again, enjoyed overwhelming popular support. Careers were ended because they opposed the Iraq war. Media careers ceased to exist because of opposition to the Iraq war. Then number seven, Trump chooses Mike Pence as his running mate, the guy who supported the Iraq war. Mm -hmm. And then Trump says it's okay to make a mistake once in a while, except if you're Hillary Clinton. This is the crap that they have to put together into some Jenga puzzle in their tiny, teeny, tiny walnut brains. Yeah. No wonder they're out of their blessed minds. But it doesn't, but like you said, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that Barack Obama is always wrong. You can say anything. You can say the exact same thing as Barack Obama and then turn around and say, it doesn't matter. He's still wrong, (laughs) which which Trump just did. 
you know, he did it with Hillary. Yep, he absolutely did. I mean, it's just, it's one thing after another. And we're only on day two. Day two coming up. I can't wait. Let's what see if- what, you know. Let's see what, what sort of bomb goes off in the middle of the uh, Quicken Loans arena. Yeah, good lord. Maybe an actual bomb. Yes, set by set by one of Trump's people. Set by, yes. Good lord. Or on the post-mortem show, speaking of bombs, we're going to list the uh, 72 items you can't have outside the RNC convention hall. By the way, we got to be careful because if a bomb goes off, they're going to call us in. The Secret Service is going to talk to us. Yeah, I think so. We're, ju- we're kidding. Of course, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Metaphor, or as uh, George W. Bush used to say, a metaphor. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about the 72 things you can't have outside the RNC convention hall during the uh, post morning trip. Yeah, a brain. That's the main one. you got to have tiny airplanes and helicopters to move all tornadoes around if you're outside the convention hall. Uh, plus, uh, oh, Steve King, uh, who spoke yesterday which wasn't at all awkward after the Iowa delegation walked out of the convention hall. Congressman from Iowa gets up and delivers a speech. Uh, Steve King just basically admitted to uh, supporting white supremacy, white supremacy. Because you know why? Because Steve, very strong, he going rogue. Steve, very strong, he going rogue. Mm-hmm. This is, by the way, I'm getting, uh, as, we're, as we're talking right now, I'm getting a... Uh, uh, Facebook messages from a friend of mine who's there who's covering the RNC. Yeah. He says, yesterday, before 8.30 a.m. at the Texas Delegates Breakfast, I learned that JFK liked Hitler, Hillary's the devil incarnate, and only Jesus can save me. Half of your uh, two major political parties, ladies and gentlemen. And and to think I went on John saying on Monday and said, yeah, it's nothing really going to happen. Republicans are pretty good at getting the trains to run on time. I said that. And, of course, I was horribly wrong. I, I blame the vacation. All right, Postmortem Show is next. Sign up at patreon.com slash Please support our show. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Give me for my bunghole.